0: us softly. Hmm. Today I'm going to be talking about the best kept secret, one of them, of terrorists. How terrorists are killing us in America, not just by terrorist attacks. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Well, I hope I've gotten you uh, very curious about this because um, the, what I'm going to be telling you today is staggering. <laughs> I found it staggering, um, and it is in relation to a new report that just came out uh, this month, this July. And um, what I'm talking about is it's not just terror attacks that are, that are killing us or injuring us. Um, It is something quieter, Uh, and that is the diseases that are being propagated by people who are illegal border crossers and refugees. In other words, terrorism around the world is causing an increase in, has been causing uh, an increase in illegal border crossings and refugees. I mean, yes, I know that, you know, we're uh, right now we're in the process of trying to get a handle on that. But over the past several years, this has been going on. And I know that it is not PC to talk about, but the health of Americans is already being compromised by the numbers, the huge numbers of people who have not been screened health-wise and who have come into our country. Now, um, last week, in last week's podcast, I talked about how we have a kind of natural experiment, a sort of tragic natural experiment going on in the UK in regard to children and their, uh, the impact on them, on their psyche of the terror attacks in Manchester and in London. And what we've seen, and I uh, refer you to my prior podcast, what we've seen is uh, a staggering number of children, a huge increase in the number of kids who have sought mental health treatment. Now, it's great, of course, that they're seeking treatment. But what that is, uh, that is essentially holding up a mirror to what is going to be happening in the U.S. Well, in a sense, um, one would hope that it's already happening in the places where um, there were terror attacks or, you know, from 9-11. I mean, one would hope that um, kids have been getting more Treatment have gone to have gotten mental health treatment because actually the impact of 9/11 on all of us, not just kids, is not over. We have been impacted psychologically, physically, and uh, even though <laughs> even though most of the country is in denial about this, so now Germany, the new report has come out in Germany, and that is holding up a mirror for us as to physical. Um, diseases, physical problems. The UK is giving us a reflection on psychological problems and Germany, their new report is now giving us, um, showing us what to expect as far as physical problems. Now there have been some doctors in the U S who have tried to warn um, the government and, and uh, trying to tell Americans about these border crossers and so on and about these uh, diseases coming with them. And the, it's, it's a, the, these physicians have, instead of been, being listened to, they've been attacked as being xenophobes. Now this has been happening since 2005, there have been doctors trying to, get, to draw attention to this. You know, that's, I mean, quite some, for for quite some time now, this has been, they've been trying to get attention on this problem. And now um, we are uh, seeing the impact in Germany or having this study in Germany. But, you know, the American public hasn't really been warned about this even though there have been, you know, presumably not a large enough amount of doctors because not a large enough enough amount of doctors have been seeing this or uh, trying to become active about this. But now we can't, now that there's been this really excellent study in Germany, you can't um, hide, you know, it can't, these results shouldn't be uh, continued to be hidden. And Germany, Um, The citizens of Germany have also not been told, even though, yes, there's a study that just came out this month, but it's been known to doctors in Germany, too, um, just how bad, how the problem is growing. And German citizens haven't been warned about this either because, um, you know, because of the same issue, political correctness in America and in Germany and especially since um, the, the, uh, the there has been such a huge amount of immigrants taken in to Germany. So let me tell you about this. Um, the report was done by uh, the Robert Koch, or Koch, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, institute, which is the, gov- the German government's institution for monitoring and preventing diseases. And they have confirmed an across the board increase in disease since 2015, which is when Germany took in an unprecedented number of migrants. Now, um, there are figures on tuberculosis, for example, but some doctors are saying that the actual number of cases of tuberculosis is far higher than the official figures. So that's just an example. So, even, so these figures that I'm going to tell you about um, from this institute are, are staggering enough, but there is um, some thought that it doesn't go far enough. I mean, clearly not all the people who have these diseases are going to be seen by doctors and and are going to be able to be counted. Some of them will have died before they were ever diagnosed, for example. So now um, there were uh, 700,000 to 800,000 applications for asylum in Germany. Now, this isn't, you know, these are people who actually made applications for asylum. These aren't the border crossers who who snuck in. Um, And there are 300,000 refugees who have disappeared. I'm talking about Germany. This is all about Germany now. Um, So, so, you know, obviously they haven't been checked for any kinds of uh, diseases. Now, why this is coming to... uh, to attention recently is because there was a an asylum seeker from yemen who came into germany he didn't um get asylum they didn't grant him asylum but um he was given sanctuary at a church in northern germany in order to prevent him from being deported now it turns out that before they realized that he had a highly contagious strain of tuberculosis, he was um, in this church, there was a daycare center, and he has potentially infected more than 50 German children with this highly contagious strain of tuberculosis. He was in frequent contact with the children, and now um, this has come to light and uh, the Germans are now paying attention to it because they weren't really paying attention to tuberculosis very much because that, was, um, that had, had um, been a disease that was pretty well controlled and people really weren't thinking about it as a big uh, danger. Um, now, Chancellor Angela Merkel allowed in around two million migrants from Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. And that is what is being counted, well, to the extent that they are aware of them, that is what's being counted in this this new study. And um, and the increases since 2015. So they studied more than 50 infectious diseases um, in Germany during 2016. And because of, you know, in order to tell what the influx of migrants from 2015 has done. Now, I'm going to read you, there's a, I mean, it's not funny, really. It's just that what it, there's an alphabet list of, they put it in alphabetical order, the list of diseases that have shown an increased incidence, and I'll read them to you, just so you get a sense of the no, the kinds of diseases, and then I'll tell you some of the increases, the percentages, and the numbers. Um, there is an increased incidence of adenoviral conjunctivitis. Now, we're going from A to Z here. Adenoviral conjunctivitis, botulism, chickenpox, cholera, cryptosporidiosis, dengue fever, echinocut. <laughs> Echinococcosis, cachosis, uh, enterohemorrhagic E. coli, GRDC. Gr- these are you know, I learned about all these things in medical school, let me tell you, but we don't really see them um, in any significant amount in the United States. So well, so I haven't really I mean chicken pots, okay, but you know, these ones that I can't pronounce. Um, Hemophilus influenza. Hantavirus, hepatitis, hemorrhagic fever, HIV, AIDS, leprosy, louse borne relapsing fever, malaria, measles, meningococcal disease, meningoencephalitis. You know, that's been in the news in the US a lot recently. We've been seeing an increase in that, uh, particularly amongst college students. Mumps, paratyphoid, rubella, sugarsis, syphilis, toxoplasmosis, trichinellosis, tuberculosis. Tularemia, typhus, and whooping cough. So let's see what these increases are. Hepatitis B has increased during the last three years 300%. Um, Most of the cases are said to involve unvaccinated migrants from Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria. Measles in Germany jumped by more than 450%. Chickenpox, meningitis, all these other um, diseases that I just read to you are also up. Migrants ca- accounted for at least 40% of the new cases of HIV/AIDS since 2015. 40%. That, that's a. Uh, that's a real, you know, this is a, a really huge number, although some of these less uh, common diseases also have deadly consequences or potentially um, terminal. Um, and so they're thinking that these statistics from this study may just be the tip of the iceberg because um, of the fact that they couldn't possibly have counted all of the people who had these illnesses. Because they didn't present to doctors, because they died before they presented, um, because they were misdiagnosed, um, and the fact that they've lost track of hundreds of thousands of migrants who may be affected. Now, um, you know, so, so the Germans are waking up, as I'm trying to wake you up in America, well, this is this podcast is not just listened to by Americans so wherever wherever there are these migrants and um, illegal border crossers and refugees every country needs to be aware of this needs to have better screening so there's the question that the Germans are waking up to the fact that there are these problems it's been kept a secret I mean certainly they know uh, that um, Angela Merkel has let in millions of these migrants but um, the impact other than the terror attacks that there have been in Germany in increased numbers, there ha- it, the awareness of um, these illnesses has really been kept undercover. But now they're kind of waking up and they're, they're even asking, uh, does this study, how much does this study really uh, tell us? In other words, is it the, just the tip of the iceberg? And so now um, now there are Uh, There's a flurry of articles in German newspapers that are addressing this question. And so there are headlines like refugees often bring unknown diseases to the host country. Refugees bring rare diseases to Berlin. Experts say refugees bring forgotten diseases. Refugees are bringing tuberculosis um many all, all kinds of uh, headlines like that almost forgotten diseases like scabies return to germany do you come in contact with refugees now you know it's really a, a a problem because on the one hand if you talk about this like i know what you're thinking i'm a xenophobe and um i don't like refugees or immigrants and You know, this is very uh, un-PC and what am I, why am I talking about this? And, you know, I'm talking about this as a physician, Um, you know, and as a physician, yes, I'm a psychiatrist. I did go to medical school and I did take an extra year of of, um, internal medicine and did all kinds of rotations before that in various medical fields. But I'm also, I also have, besides an MD, I also have an MPH, a master's in public health. Uh, that I got after my MD, and I studied, I got a grant from the NIMH, National Institute of Mental Health, to study epidemiology, and um, I studied, I used it to study the impact of the media on on mental illness and how to use the media to um, help people with different um, psychological problems, which of course is what I do. And so, but because of this background in epidemiology, which included physical diseases as well, I know how serious these numbers are that I'm reading to you and what this, what this means, the fact that this was hidden because of political correctness, and that's why I'm trying to wake you up to it. And in fact, you know, it's a double-edged sword because it, it seems people who talk about that, like I mentioned at the beginning, these doctors in America who were trying to warn the government and trying to get it out to people since 2005, and they weren't listened to. And, uh, you know, they were called xenophobes. And so, but the problem is that when these things finally do come out, like what I'm talking about today, it, um, it causes more xenophobia. In other words, if the governments, whatever country, if Germany, if America doesn't do better screening of these people, then more and more uh, of these illnesses will be increased. And then there will be a sudden, just like this flurry in Germany, a sudden realization like, wait a second, these people who were letting into our country are coming with all these uh, strange diseases, many of which are, are, are terminal, especially like they make the point with tuberculosis, they come in with many, because they haven't gotten good treatment in the countries that they come from, they come in with strains of tuberculosis that are resistant to uh, the antibiotics that we have and the treatment that we have. And so it is really dangerous. Um, so let's see, so, well, for example, one of the, they have some quotes from doctors in Germany. And so one of them said, some of the ailments I have not seen for 20 or 25 years. And many of my younger colleagues have actually never seen them. Then another doctor said in the clinics it is becoming increasingly common to see patients with diseases that were considered to have been eradicated in Germany, such as scabies. These diseases must reliably be diagnosed, which is a challenge, because if people never saw them before and haven't really been um, uh, trained in recognizing them and treating them, and now they all of a sudden pop up, it's very difficult for doctors to treat them. So here are some of the um, examples of, um, of specific illnesses and, and what the problem is. There's an illness called louse-borne relapsing fever. <laughs> Just the name of it is uh, enough to get you uh, <laughs> itchy. It was an, an unheard of in Germany before the migration crisis of 2015. It's transmitted by lice in clothing and it's been prevalent among migrants from East Africa who have been traveling for months to reach Germany in a single set of clothes. And it has a mortality rate of up to 40%. And then there's something called Lassa fever. And that is a virus from infected rats. <clears throat> and um, there was a patient and who was infected with Lassa fever in West Africa, and he was treated and died in Germany. And then, after his death, um, a, they confirmed the diagnos- after he died. They confirmed the diagnosis of Lassa virus, and it was um, confirmed in another person who had professional contact with the corpse of this man. Then there's dengue, den, dengue fever. That's caused by the dengue vi- virus. It's a mosquito-borne tropical disease. And this is up 25%. Then malaria, of course, you've heard of malaria. That is a mosquito-borne illness caused by a parasite. And most of the um, immigrants that came in with it uh, got it in Africa, particularly Cameroon, Ghana, Nigeria, and Togo. Then Um it's a tapeworm infection, and uh, the people who came in with it got it in Afghanistan, Bulgaria, Greece, Kosovo, Iraq, Macedonia, Morocco, Syria, and Turkey. Um, diphtheria, now that is... Um, not really, in the United States, just to give you an idea, there have been less than five cases in the past decade of diphtheria. It's caused by a bacteria. And in Germany, between 2014 and 2016, there have been so in two years or two and a half years, there have been more than 30 people in Germany diagnosed with diphtheria, uh, and it compared to the U.S, less than five cases in the past decade. And these people came from Ethiopia, Eritrea, Libya, Sri Lanka, and Thailand. Scabies—that's a skin infection. It's contagious. All of these are contagious. It's it's uh, caused by it causes a rash and intense itching, and it's caused by mites. And um, that jumped nearly three thousand percent in Germany. Uh, measles. There's, there's now. It's in the midst. Germany's in the midst of a measles outbreak that they have linked to immigration from Romania, and they found that it has spread to all places in Germany except um, a place where there's a very low migrant population. And the center of the measles outbreak in Germany is in a place where there's the highest number of migrants. Now, um, something that I tweeted about, actually, in June, because it was in the news, uh, on June 1st of this year, the German parliament approved a controversial new law that requires kindergartens to inform German authorities if parents fail to provide evidence that they have consulted a doctor about vaccinating their children. If they haven't done that, they have to pay a fine, which is equivalent to about $2,850. And um, some of the people in Germany are saying that this law doesn't go far enough. They should make it that vaccinations are compulsory for all, everyone in Germany. Others say that the law goes too far and uh, infringes on privacy, and that it should, it should be parents, not the government, who should decide what is best for their children. Now, when I tweeted about it, um, I said that, that it should, I was sort of horrified, this is before I read about this report, of course, uh, about all of these diseases, that are coming in, and and the increase in measles and so on, the measles crisis. Um, But I tweeted about how the government shouldn't uh, determine what goes into your body or into your children's body. So they shouldn't make parents, force parents to um, vaccinate their children. Of course, you know, my thinking is also related to the fact that we don't, there, there have been studies in America showing that there might be some connection to, um, to uh, autism. Now that I'm not, that is not known for sure. But it's just that there, it's not, it's not there, there aren't some risks in terms of vaccinations. So, um, so you know, what do we do about all of this? I, I'm not trying to scare you. <laughs> But um, I'm trying to say that you know these this picture that we see in Germany, and yes, that Germany certainly did. Um, I mean, letting in millions of immigrants and people um, crossing illegally into Germany and so on. It's a huge number in a short amount of time, and so yes, it's um, it's going to be a particularly uh, there's going to be a particular. Increase in the number of the diseases over this short period of time, you know, it was over this year since 2015 um, That the study that most of the studies were related to that the results were related to that I talked about in this study But so so it's a large number of people in a small relative a smaller country than America in any case um, and a large number of these very strange diseases so but what does this show us? I mean, do we need to wait until that is happening in these kinds of percentages in America? And the number in America, I mean, there's certainly doctors are seeing this in America too, um, that there is, this, there is this change since um, due to um, migration, um, you know, even from 2005, so I mean, just to give you an example, because here also many many migrants disappear, and we same problem. We don't know what they're getting ill with or dying from, um, and and certainly tuberculosis has been seen in America as particularly one of the most serious threats, and especially because um, TB can remain dormant for years, and so it may not, we may not see uh, the full effect, but one statistic, for example, is that 18% of refugees in Arizona arrive with latent TB. And in the general Arizona population, the incidence was only 4%. And then, um, and particularly, as I said, the the strain um, the particularly resistant strain is especially worrisome because it's, it's doctors are unable to treat it. So um, I'll show you where I'm going with this, but first let me, and what I want you to do about it, which isn't to, uh, (laughs) isn't to uh, stay away from migrants or to become xenophobic. That is not the answer. Um, the answer is going to be better screening. Now, my parents, I want to just say, my parents um, are, were, my, my parents, my grandparents were immigrants. They came through um, Ellis Island, and but they were screened. And as were all the immigrants who came through Ellis Island, and I'm going to be explaining, you know, ex- people don't realize this. It's this, give me your tired, your huddled, your huddled masses and all that. Um, but it was very different back then and there was a lot more screening. So let me read you the um, letter that I got though, the, uh, e- the email um, contact. Uh, this was from Jay from Brooklyn, New York. Hey terrorist therapist, I'm getting very itchy, literally. For the past several years, it seems like every day there are more people moving into my neighborhood from the Middle East or, and North Africa. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm a xenophobe, and I know it's not PC to say anything bad about immigrants, but I've been noticing that many of these people have strange illnesses and are crowding the ERs in unbelievable numbers. I went to the ER this past week with my daughter who has asthma. And we had to wait for hours, sitting next to people who were dirty, smelly, and kept scratching themselves as if they had bugs. Again, I know this is not PC, but I am really worried about how the health of Americans, like my family, is being compromised by immigrants who come to America with all sorts of strange diseases. I don't know if there's anything I can do about this, but I just want you to know. Well, first of all, Jay... (laughs) Uh, and everybody, um, when you're writing to me uh, and keep those cards and letters coming, I'll give you the, uh, the addresses again, the internet addresses, but don't worry about being PC because what's more important is keeping everybody safe. Now, again, I certainly am against xenophobia, but that's why I'm encouraging better screening so people don't have these kinds of experiences that you just described. Um, Xenophobia is a fear of foreigners. Uh, this country was built <laughs> on foreigners, but uh, again, like my grandparents, they were screened in Ellis Island. Um, this, uh, this is, and this is what, I'm, what I'm trying to encourage that we do about it. And, and Jay, you can certainly write to your congressman, all the people, elected officials in, in New York, in your borough and in New York in general and, and in Congress, um, people who are supposed to be representing you, send this, this, to them, this information to them or your concerns to them as well. Um, now let me talk about Ellis Island. The, uh, the Ellis Island was opened um, for screening immigrants from 1892 to 1954. They screened 12 million immigrants during that time and mostly these were people of course who came from europe um, eastern southern and central europe two-thirds of the immigrants came from those countries now where even back then i would there was better health care than some of the countries where people are coming from third world countries where people are coming from today um, they they, they they also, they were given a um, uh, questions, 29 questions, including the, their name, the occupation, the amount of money that they carried and, and whether they could support themselves. Uh, they wanted to have the, they, they wanted these people to have um, between 18 and 25 Dollars with them, which would be about uh, $600 um, or, or a little more today. But uh, that's a whole other topic. But they looked for people with health problems. People with visible health problems or diseases were sent home or held in, in the island's hospital for long periods of time. Many, um, there were many immigrants who died in the hospital uh, from their illnesses, which was a lot better than sending them into the general population in America where they would, uh, you know, affect other people with these illnesses. Uh, 2% about were denied admission to the U.S. um, for, for health reasons like having a chronic contagious disease um, or also, they were saying this two percent also included people with a criminal background, or what they called in those days insanity. So now, you know, um, they, I mean, it was even there. There was some degree of PC, not not like today. But um, sometimes people called Ellis Island, the Island of Tears or Heartbreak Island because of this 2% who were sent back. Now, um, what they, they had an interesting way of doing it, or at least one of the ways that they did it, they would have the immigrants climb stairs from the baggage area to the Great Hall. And they would watch them, how they climbed the stairs. And if they had difficulties getting up the staircase, um they and and also when they examined them if they had any hint of some kind of physical problem they were marked with chalk their clothes were marked with chalk and they had letters um that that determined certain medical problems like oh like h for heart or l for lameness or pg for pregnancy i don't know if people who are pregnant back, but um, S for senility, X for suspected mental defect, X with a circle around it, definite signs of medical defect, mental defect. Um, So, and then it's thought that some of the people wiped the chalk marks off so that they could still come in the country or some other people turned their clothes inside out in order to come in. Now, you know, these things weren't perfect, obviously, but, um, but they were screening processes. And I think that um, judging from the, the, um, what's happening in Germany, judging from these statistics that this, this one particular study, which again has been faulted for not giving um, the total amount of people with these different diseases, because that's sort of an impossibility, um, as I said, because of people not presenting to doctors or dying before they, uh, doctors diagnosed him or before they went to a doctor, and so on. So it's a, this is a really, um, a really dangerous problem. It's really being kept quiet in the U.S. That's the, the, the major danger, that, um, that it is not being talked about enough, and therefore there are not enough people asking for better screening. And so that's what I'm asking you to do. Now, let me give you um, places that you can find more information from me, and to contact me with your questions or comments, um, and tell me I'm a xenophobe, or tell me what you're worried about. Uh, and again, it's I just it's you know the it's not only people getting sick, um, the danger that you're in, the risk that you're in, but it's also the the amount of money that is um, that costs to take care of these people. For example, I was talking about in the United States, uh, to the the onslaught of tuberculosis, including ones that can't be that are resistant to antibiotics. They have um, they have estimated that the cost to treat somebody with that kind of an illness. Um, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars because it, it takes a very long time also if you're going to continue to try to treat them. Uh, with this resistant kind of tuberculosis. So th- there's financial issues as well. You know, we're in the midst of talking about uh, uh, repealing Obamacare, or replacing Obamacare and all of that. I mean, the numbers, the, the, the amount of money that we're talking about in regard to treating these, these strange diseases, diagnosing and treating them, it puts all this other stuff, you know, makes that seem like peanuts. So this is a huge, huge problem and we need to be more aware of it. So please tell people, tell people, uh, tell also your elected officials, as I was telling um, uh, Jay to do. And um, and just let's get something, we need another kind of Ellis Island um, where, where these immigrants and border crossers, uh, if we find them, can be screened. And sent back if they have diseases that are, uh, very contagious, or that are very that will cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to treat. So again, my please go to my uh, website, which is www.terroristtherapist.com. Go to my Facebook page, um, the terrorist therapist. Just put that in there, and you'll come to my my terrorist therapist Facebook page. Um, And please, if you haven't heard the last podcast where I was talking about uh, England, the UK, as being a mirror for what um, can and will happen in the U.S. in terms of the psychological impact on kids from terror attacks um, and has been happening, uh, please check that out as well. So thank you for listening. You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show, and I'm Dr. Carol. The terrorist that